and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw, directed by David Leach and released in 2019. The plot of the movie goes something like this. Luke Hobbs and Deckard Shaw form an unlikely alliance when a cyber genetically enhanced villain threatens the future of humanity. And as we usually do, we will do a spoiler-free section up front to see whether to tell you whether we think you should see this movie. Katie, should people see Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw? I mean, if you're into watching all of the Fast and the Furious movies, then yeah, go for it. Um, it, it has enough to be entertaining. Um, it definitely has a lot of problems, but like, it's I, I enjoyed watching Vanessa Kirby run around and kick butt. Um, I didn't enjoy The Rock in this movie. I, I just he was way too irritating for me, and that's very rarely the case. I found, in fact, all of the male characters too irritating in this movie, except for one. Um, I bet I know who that is, but we won't spoil. Um, I, I just, like, it. I found this movie pretty frustrating to watch, to be honest. Um, but, you know, it's action, it's fast and furious. If that's what you want to watch, then I guess go see it. Yeah, I feel a bit the same way. I was a bit disappointed in this. It, firstly, it's it feels every minute of its two hours, 20 minutes. Like, I've, I felt really long. There was quite a bit in there that I thought was unnecessary. The action obviously is fast and furious and has the same stupid physics of all the fast and furious movies. Um, I also didn't like The Rock very much. There's some specific things that he does that are really gross and icky and don't necessarily work. They're not the kind of thing you normally see The Rock doing in his movies. He's usually really um, strict about his image in way, and he's not in this in some ways no, that I think. But are, I, I think he has doesn't have the same amount of control over the Fast and Furious franchise as he as he has wrangled in a lot of other films. Mm, yeah, I do. Yeah, so yeah, I also didn't like him as much. But yeah, Vanessa Kirby's fun. Um, we get a Helen Mirren cameo, um, who's been in some of the other ones that is also quite a bit of fun. But yeah, look, these are the these movies are getting to a point, and particularly I think The Rock is getting to a point where nobody ever says no to people, no to these mm. people anymore. And so it's all it's all like, what if superheroes, but too much? And so it all is too much. There's no sense of restraint in this at all. I feel like the second act battle could have been the final battle of in any other movie, and so that's why in particular, the movie felt really long to me and that we had to keep going into a third act. Um, so, yeah, it, look, everyone's going to watch this who's into these movies, but do, it's fun, but it doesn't do a lot to lift the uh, level of the Fast and Furious movies. Can I tell you some interesting trivia? Sure. Um, she was only in The fa- the Fate of the Furious, hmm. um, which is the eighth movie. I keep thinking there's seven, but there's eight. Um, as, and she's credited as Magdalene Shaw, but in uh, this movie she's credited as Queenie. Right. Yeah, yeah, the eighth movie is the first post Paul Walker one. Um, okay, see, there's, there's, there must like I feel like I know sort of the rough arc of mm. the Fast and the Furious movies, but there must be one that I keep skipping over when yeah. I try and figure out that. Like, I get, yeah, like five and six blend into one a bit for me, but also five is where the the series gets good, and then you've got like obviously the out of continuity um, movie number four, uh, movie number three, Tokyo Drift, and then two and four are a bit meh, missing the missing certain key people, and yeah. For, see, for me, four is when it starts to get watchable. Mm. Um, three is like 
A, not very good, and B, the weirdest depiction of Tokyo I've ever seen in a movie mm. in which there's so few Japanese people. It's just kind of mind-blowing. Um, two is dreadful. Mm. Um, and one is like, it's actually a pretty good movie. It's sort of um, in the veins of... Um, you know, the um, surfing Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves. Oh, Point Break. It point is Break. Point break Thank you. Cars. Yeah. My brain kept giving me pitch black and I'm like, that's not it. Point Break. Yeah. The, the first one is Point Break with cars, but it's definitely a lot. Like it holds its own, but the series doesn't really kind of start mm. to find its feet until four. And then five is when it really kind of starts to get good. Mm-hmm. But like five through eight, there's definitely something that like I keep skipping over d- yeah. in that period. Whereas I think, I think they get good in five when The Rock shows up. But yeah, it definitely, they get well, better. Four is the one where Letty dies, right? Yeah, yes, that yes. one's good. Yeah, it is. It is. It like the, the the emotional arc of it is quite good. I mean, I have problems with what they did with Michelle Rodriguez and stuff, but mm. there's a, there's a real arc to it. Like that's when the story starts to actually kind of kick in. And, yeah, the, the and bigger arc. Exactly, the bigger stories and the the, mm. the bigger kind of concepts come, yeah. don't come in until four. Yes, um, definitely. And then like through five through eight, I think are definitely like of a piece like they mm. all kind of fit together but four i think is where they started getting towards yeah, that yeah. stuff yeah but i if i recall we were a bit disappointed in eight um as well when we, when that came out two years ago whenever that was it, there were some bits in it that i definitely remember liking because i liked oh, that bit I on mean, the plane with jason statham and the baby yeah that um, was eight right that was eight yeah yeah um charlie Theron was the bad guy i liked the yeah, stuff yeah, on the plane with the baby was, she was good um i mean there, there's good stuff in it but I, I can also remember us thinking that that one was a bit sort of bloated and overdone and I well, fi- uh, they also fridged um elsa pataki in that yeah <laughs> we're in the non-spoilers but we've definitely given spoilers for all the other <laughs> sorry movies. Well, yeah but like but i remember elsa pataki is diesel in that has been um uh, babysitting for like four movies mm. um and it, yeah no B- B- vin diesel was really unlikable in it mm. yeah he's pushed out of his own franchise basically but um by all accounts he's not exactly done anything to um improve his chances at not being pushed out of his own franchise and anyway. like they brought in scott eastwood to try and kind of replace paul walker mm. but like he's scott eastwood yeah yeah and, and um Kurt russell was in that one as well That's i think right. And then, I definitely, and there was yeah. definitely some homoerotic Hobbs and Shaw behavior with the big car fight thing that they get into. Yeah, which is obviously taken. It's weird. I feel like yeah. Kurt Russell was in Seven, but maybe not. Oh God, I yeah. Was is he Mister Nobody? I think so. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so we should probably get into spoilers for this actual movie, which is Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Um. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't seen that one yet and you don't want to be spoiled, uh come back when you have because what i really want to figure out is like I, I forgot to google it on the way over is whether they like somehow excused Shaw for um han's death mm. because but wasn't that didn't that happen in like movie eight like i thought that i thought that's that happened in the last movie like we got because han he, dying no, no 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 not han dying um the ex, like the yeah, redemption well, of Deckard Shaw. No, the the redemption definitely did, but I don't remember if in eight they tell us about, um, they they explain whether or not Shaw really like they, did they give him an excuse around the death of Han? Right? Like, did they because they they've reckoned his his origin story mm. to be that he 
um, didn't want to join Etion and therefore he um, didn't yeah. actually betray his MI6 crew because that was his origin story as a bad guy mm-hmm. when he was a bad guy in what must have been seven. Six. Yeah, okay, seven. I, I don't – see, I feel like – I thought – isn't Luke uh, – look, you know what? It's just – Yeah, it probably six and then Luke Evans is the bad guy in seven and then they – No, Luke Evans is the bad guy in five and <sighs> Shaw comes in in six as his brother, as like the bad guy trying to avenge his brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that that happened the other way around. No. I'm clearly completely. But this movie, despite being all about family and siblings, alleged siblings, is forgets that Luke Evans ever existed as um, Shaw's brother, really. Mm. Um, and and yeah, see, introduces he... Vanessa Kirby as his sister, despite Vanessa Kirby being a good 20 years younger than like, Jason Statham. I mean, she could be his sister, right? They could, they, yeah. she could be his sister if they said in universe she's a lot younger. Yeah. And like, therefore she doesn't know him as well. And so mm. all the stuff around her believing the mm. lies and all that stuff would totally make sense because he mm. was older when she was little. Kind of like, um, I don't know, like, um, Milo and his brother on Heroes. Like, mm. have that be the age difference between them and have mm. that be a source of friction for them. But they try to tell us that they're the same age. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Or like only a couple yeah, of years yeah. different. And there's like a 21-year age gap, which like even technically Helen Mirren could have given birth to both of them. Mm. But like, yeah, they would probably have different dads or be, you know, be a completely different generation. Yeah, anyway, exactly. but they don't do that because they these movies make siblings or make men have siblings the same age as the women who they would want them to date in the movie, which is also a woman who's 20 years younger than them. So whatever. <laughs> I have a um a theory about that too. Um, I have a theory that like Fast and Furious franchise exists in an alternate universe where parents can only have one daughter, but as many sons as they want. Mm. You get one girl and loads of boys because well, it complete it explains the gender ratio of these movies, which is insane. Yes. Oh my god! Especially at the end when we get to Samoa and the Rock's family. The Rock has a mum, but then there's like his brother Cliff Curtis, and then. A thousand boys and no other women in sight until the very end when the mum shows up and there's two other younger women with her. Yeah. And that's it. And uh, The Rock also has a daughter, obviously, to protect and leave at home. Yes. With her Aunt Lisa who doesn't have a line. Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, like – it, it's it's insane to me the the gender ratio of these movies. Mm. Like if I I don't know what it exactly is. I'm sure somebody could probably figure it out. But I also don't recall any women in these in this series ever having a sister. No. So I feel like it explains a lot if this is in the universe where like there's only one daughter per family, mm. but you can have lots and lots of boys. Yeah. Because there's they're always brothers. Everybody's always brothers, you know. Yeah. And then if it's a sister, you have to protect her. Mm-hmm. So frustrating. Yeah, and she will at some point be in grave danger for her life, or even in fact killed off in certain movies. Wait, is there a sister who gets killed? Letty. Isn't she? Oh, wait, no, it's the other way around. Jordana Brewster's the sister. Yes. Letty is Vin nobody's sister. His yeah. wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's nobody's sister. I, as far as I remember, I don't remember her having a brother. No, no, she didn't. Um, I don't. Or I'm, a sister. I'm, no, no. What second? I was still trying to figure out. Ugh. What are you trying to figure out? The, the short anyway. Short yeah, killing Han. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I have a really big problem with short killing Han because I really, really liked Han. Yeah, me too. And like the the fact that they still haven't they they like gave Shaw this redemption arc without and I th- I don't remember he might have been like made to kill Han or whatever but I just find that really frustrating mm. that like they've given him this redemption arc into this hero. Um, 
without ever kind of explaining that away. I also really, really found like the 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 fact that this movie revolves around the rock and jason statham bickering Mm -hmm. for two hours before they start working together i swear like you don't do that you've got to break that a bit earlier right and the bickering just goes on and on there is a scene on an airplane where we introduce our kevin hart cameo which goes on i was sitting there looking at my watch going how fucking long is this scene going for because they just go back and forth through, and they and I very unfunny, really bad. And there's more than one scene of that as well. Because when they first get to the CIA black site, they do the same kind of thing in the room there, and the Rock's going to throw a chair, and he doesn't. It is so boring, and it goes so on and on that I'm just like, yeah, we get the idea, guys. Now we need to have an inciting incident that means that they, you know, have to work together. Like, come on, it's not that hard. And the riffing, like, it seems like they 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 did all the riffing, but they just kept all of it in. Yeah, exactly. And the, these guys are not, like, actors who riff. These are, like, sportsmen who act. Like, they're not the kind of actors who do that sort of back and forth quick stuff, and it doesn't feel quick. It feels really slow. It does, yeah. I, it probably contributes to the unlikability of the rock in this. Although the thing that got me was like right at the very beginning when he goes into this, uh, the, he goes into Meter's contact and the guy, like he immediately kicks a guy in the balls, which is very un the rock like, and then goes into the back room where there's someone's doing tattoos and he's like, hi, sweetheart, nice tats at this girl wearing like a really low cut top. And he just, it's really gross and off putting way to kind of introduce the character. Yeah. And he, it puts me off the whole way through. I mean, that's it. There's a really fun bit at the start where they do a split screen of the two of them like waking up and starting their day. Yeah. And they both like eat as many eggs as Gaston, which makes me laugh. But. No, they don't. Only The Rock does. Um, Statham eats like two. Yeah. Like, like, he, and he makes it into an omelette and he does the whole like. Mm. And you Statham's know. wearing, you know, fancy pajamas and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Y- yeah. It's, it's also interesting. Like, there's a, there seems to be a sort of contradiction within Statham's character within Shaw because like they that he calls himself a champagne problem Mm. and they set him up all through that as like quite high class which is not who he is like because yeah the way he talks like well Jason Statham but yeah like he's he's got the fancy tailored coats on and stuff and they they even make a joke about later on about him wearing a jacket in Samoa when it's really hot and He's driving the McLaren and he's got the fancy pajamas. I was like, this just doesn't seem like Jason Statham. But I think a, a lot of that is like stuff because he's stolen the money and then he wants to show it off. I feel yeah, yeah. like like he's supposed to be like flashy and yeah. yeah. But I, it's it's this weird tension where like you know you you he isn't that person, but it seems like he wants to mm. be and wants to show that off. But they don't really play with that the way they could in this movie. No, um, especially they don't give any kind of contrast between him and um Vanessa Kirby's character mm. um whose name is Hattie I thought they were calling her Annie mm. um I feel I like I didn't actually hear her ha- get called by a name so yeah no I, I definitely heard a name a few times um the, the time when it came through the strongest for me was in that scene with Aza Gonzalez they're standing around a table mm. and planning the break into Etion and and um I thought she called her Annabelle at one point right and then um Definitely, um, Statham calls her Hattie, which I thought was Annie in his accent. Right, right. So um, I, I did hear a name for her a couple of times, but it was definitely like in passing. In, right. And at one point he calls her the girl, which was the oh, most insane piece of who, writing. Yeah, who refers to their own sister as the girl? Like nobody, nobody does that, right? Mm. And he, the rest of the time he calls her my sister. Like it's all about mm. like – 
ownership over her. Yeah. Um, like that pissing contest they had in the plane. But this movie is one of those really classic examples of like there's all this homoerotic tension and so they have the guy fall in love with the guy's sister as like mm. a, you know, like a relationship by proxy. Yes. Um, which is, yeah, I think I feel like I've talked about it on the podcast before, but this was a glaring example. Yeah, this was a big one. We, we have, but like it happens a lot and this was a big one because – uh, I mean, part of the reason they got this spinoff is because they do have excellent chemistry. The yeah. Rock and Jason Statham, like they, it's surprising nobody put them in a movie together before this. I mean, I think managing the egos is a lot. Like I, I haven't been able to read the article because it's on the Wall Street Journal, which has paywall. But um, there's an article came out like two days ago about how in the Fast and Furious franchise, the fight choreographers have all this trouble with The Rock, Vin Diesel, and Statham, among others wanting certain amount of wins in a fight scene mm-hmm. like they won't they won't let themselves look bad in a fight it just sounds like a nightmare honestly working with all these dudes but like that yeah. was interesting because th- there's a fight between the rock and vanessa kirby in this mm. movie that doesn't seem to go the same way as a lot of his other fights mm-hmm. like he seems to kind of let her get a uh, leg up but then he has to say at some point that he's going he's easy going on easy on but yeah. like at least it means that the fight is interesting because a lot of the time the fight's not interesting because of those yeah, I actually liked what they did when Vanessa Kirby had a fight. I don't know if she has a dance background or not, um, but it, they really choreographed her stuff because she's so much smaller than the others and, like, a girl. They, they really choreographed her stuff more like a ballet. Um, mm. And she there were some cool, like, moves that were very sort of ice skating or, like, it came, it came out of ballet, that kind of thing. Yeah, they reminded me a bit of um, River in, in yeah. Serenity. Yeah those fight scenes but yeah um i enjoyed her fight scenes as well i think Mm. if this had been movie primarily about vanessa kirby i would have enjoyed it a lot more even with jason statham in it i didn't find him as irritating unless he was in one of those pissing competitions Mm. with the rock like i i found that much more annoying um Mm. but the girl like the daughter even hangs a like seems to hang a lantern on the fact that he's flirting with statham yep because she talks about how like he says the sister is annoying Mm. and she's like a lot of the time when it's when when it seems like people are annoying us it's because we're like flirting with them right and i'm like this is that's the relationship that he's had with mm. Statham, not with this girl. <laughs> like yeah. that that is the relationship that he's had with him. You know, mm. the relationship with Vanessa Kirby was one fight, and then they're sort of trying to figure each other out. Mm. But definitely not as adversarial as the one he has had with Statham. No, that's where the, the yeah, and like, that's where the sparks are. To be honest, yeah. like they do, they don't. There's a, at one point the Rock says, "See, no chemistry," and I'm like, "Yeah, there actually isn't that much chemistry." Like they they work well as a team the three of them but that between the two of them i don't buy a lot of chemistry we have to be told over and over again that they're flirting and they like each other yeah and the thing is i like vanessa kirby in this i want her to get some of that rock action but like it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense it doesn't really work and uh yeah she i i found her the character frustrating a lot of the time but Mm. not her i think she did a good job she does a really good job of sounding like statham as Mm -hmm. well um like there's something really fun about watching her kind of be that kind of gritty Mm. um have that accent and talk like that and all that sort of stuff like vanessa kirby from what i've seen of her tends to play like quite High class, sort yeah, of snobby character, Princess Margaret. Yeah, and and her um, Mission Impossible character was also quite like 
cut glass kind of accent. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But she sounded absolutely like she'd grown up in, you know, like the outer suburbs of London with Jason Statham. Yeah. And she does the most acting in this movie because mm. we not only do we get to see that, she actually, I would love to give her a spy movie because the way that she sort of puts on a different character when she dresses up mm. in different outfits mm. is brilliant. When just in her couple of seconds mm. at the airport, she looked like she could be a different person. She did such a good job mm-hmm. and like was, you know, performing that as well. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of this great um, video that I watched recently that was with an interview with a woman who used to work for the CIA. Mm. Um, it's on the same place where they do those interviews with the accent guy. Yep. And she broke down all of these like cost, like people putting on um, spies, putting on costumes and stuff. Mm. Um, and she said one of the best ones was in alias when Jennifer Garner did it um, and put on a different personality as well. And yeah. I feel like that's what Vanessa Kirby does in this. Whereas you see both Hobbs and Shaw do it and they can't they do struggle. it. They struggle. They really can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is true that like Hobbs gets by, by making people like him. Right, mm. he manages to do that sort of stuff not because he blends in, but because he can charm people. Yeah, um, which is kind of again could be interesting to play with. But they're much too busy making him banter with Statham endlessly, and Ugh. then so boring, like so boring. And then some of the lines in this movie are just like mind blowingly. I know I wrote some of them down because they were stupid. Just and it's not just like, stupid; it's that like obvious. What's the word I'm looking for? I, I don't. They're so on the nose. Mm. Like, they're so kind of uh, like screenwriting 101 lines. Mm, mm. I find them very annoying. Yeah. And and this one also like really it tries to spoon feed the story to you and everything that's happening on top. It's trying to be meta and it, it's just like it doesn't need to be. Mm. Ugh. And the movie, like, it just thinks it's smarter than it is as well. Yes. Like, in a really annoying way. Yes. Like, we – Oh my god! I mean, just all all of that stuff, all of that commentary stuff. But like, where they go into Jason Statham's lair and they see a mini, and he's like, "Oh, use that for a job in Italy one time." Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, you guys! And then, and then all the stupid banter between the two of them. Oi, so irritating. The, there's some lines in there that are good. Yeah, but like, there's just too many. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, they they should have let them film all those lines mm. and then cut it down to the ones that work. Mm. Like, fil- definitely film all of that footage mm. and then re- watch it, review it, and go. These are the bits that work. Let's put those bits in the final cut, mm. right? Mm. Like, and then edit it quickly so that it, you know, gives that kind of yeah. the energy of the banter yeah. that the banter needs. Yeah. Um, I don't think i mentioned it when we were talking about the sister thing but like this movie reminded me a lot of tango and cash oh yeah yeah um which i think is a movie with a lot of similar problems as well as a lot of similar strengths Mm. um in that kurt russell and and sylvester stallone have a lot of natural chemistry but um the ego of stallone kind of works against it a lot of the time and uh it has the same thing where stallone's sister who is much younger than him ends up being flirted with by kurt russell Mm, mm. um although she doesn't get to be as part a part of the action because the movie was made in the 80s or very early 90s i don't remember but yeah um and and the final battle as well which actually takes place in like a lair and there's mirrors Mm. but before just before it there's a big car chase scene Mm. and i feel like that car flamethrower moment 
is very similar to something that happens in the in the car chase scene at the end of Tango and Cash. Yeah, they also get framed for things they didn't do. I feel like yeah, <laughs> this I, I, movie I, borrows look, a lot from Tango and yeah, Cash. Yeah, I don't. I think this is yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. I mean, this is directed by the guy who made John Wick and also Atomic Blonde, and both of those are things where like they try and reference other cleverer movies. Well, um, John Wick. John Wick does. Is I mean, pretty clever. Yeah, John Wick. Like, for all that I have problems with how heavy they've gone into the lore in those movies, they don't reference other movies. They are m- making their own thing, mm. right? They're def- I feel like the John Wick movies are definitely building their own thing. Yes. I just think that you have to be really into that thing to pick up on all of the stuff that's going on. Um, but I definitely don't feel like it's aping anything else. Um, Deadpool 2, of course, has lots of meta references. Which is, but again, that- this guy also directed. Yeah, but that fits sort of the the character more and Deadpool. then ryan reynolds pops up in this movie playing deadpool which they literally had they clearly obviously only had one day with him as well because he yeah. has all his scenes at this diner except the one, one at the except the one of the 12 or 15 post-credit sequences that he's in mid and post-credit sequences yeah yeah and a lot of his stuff isn't with um the rock there's only mm. one scene with the rock but yeah. it was a good scene yes that one that scene worked for me <laughs> I, when he popped up, I was both I was like delighted because I was like, of course, this is a, why hasn't this guy been in this franchise before? Mm. Why hasn't this guy been in a movie with The Rock before? Yeah, perfect, exactly. And so that was that was enjoyable. And um, I actually did forget him when I was saying the one character that I liked because the one character that I liked in this movie was actually the Peter Pettigrew character. Oh, Eddie Marsden's Eddie Marsden's yeah. character, Russian guy, um, who is the same character he played in Atomic Blonde, um, mm-hmm. but. It doesn't matter because it was a sweet character. And then they kill him off in like a really, really? And it's, it's almost like they were like, oh, we don't want to deal with him in the chase scene. Yeah. It's a real like, uh, um, aside. Like yeah, it, it just, it, Idris Elba just like breaks his neck. I was, it made me really sad. Yeah. <laughs> I was no. like, oh, this guy is like been yeah. abused and helped them out and, and he, he deserves better. Yeah. Than and this he also moment. got a big flamethrower moment just before that. Yeah. yeah. Made me sad. I didn't like that. Mm. Um, Especially since he was the only person that, like, I had found remotely likable in the whole thing. See, I thought you um, you were going to say your favorite character was Cliff Curtis. Oh, Cl- yeah, I did like Cliff Curtis actually. I I loved Cliff Curtis's braids. Mm. I loved them. He flipped them over his shoulder and everything, and I thought they were great. No, that's Hairography, true. I did like. Yeah. But but Cliff Curtis, I think, is endemic of a is is a symptom of a problem in this movie. Mm. Um, like. It could have been his sister. Mm. It could have been his sister and it would have been interesting and there would have been parallels, right? Mm. Yep. Like his sister who's a cool mechanic or something. Why it had to be his brother, I don't know. Because this movie is the definition of family extends only as far as brothers. No, it's not. I mean, they, well, they, no, you there can are get one sister. You allowed one. Yeah, you're allowed one sister. <laughs> there can be only one. Everyone's in the Smurfs. Yeah. I feel like there's a big age difference between Vin Diesel and Jordana Brewster as well. Probably, but I have, I'm not uh, on a page where I can look that up. But anyway, yeah, you, you're allowed one sister. You just can't have more than one girl in a family. Mm. Um, the mother and the daughter and that's it and all the rest are male. Um, but, yeah, it it would have just – I don't know. Then she probably would have been walking around in high heels and low-cut tops because yeah. that's how they style all of the women in this movie. Yeah, if, you, if you're not a child or, like, over 70. Yeah, or a mother, yeah. You have to be a mother. Like, you know, you you can't be older in these movies unless you are one of the main characters' mothers. And as soon as you become one of the mothers, you get relegated to, like, mother status. Mm-hmm. Like Jordana Brewster. And even if you don't become someone's mother, like Elsa Pataki, you get relegated to babysitter status. Didn't she? She was a babysitter, but then she also 
had the Vin Diesel's baby because they That's were like right. kidnapped she did together. Oh, of course she did. Yes, which Sarah, was like I forgot that insane. Yeah, like the, the kid was like two or something in That's order to right. make the. Like the timeline the was, was very yeah. confusing. The continuity was very confusing. Yeah. But yeah, she had his kid. She literally became a mother, and then they fridged her mm. um, because she was no longer useful to the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and and of course, what did they have? A son. A boy. Of course, they had a son. And I'm pretty sure Paul Walker and um, Jordana Brewster also had a boy. Mm. Like they, I, I think they have two kids by two the boys. end. Of, yeah, yeah. Like this is what I'm saying. This is a universe in which having mm. a daughter is really rare. Yeah. And the, like families only get one. Mm. Which is probably why the rock is so protective of his. Yeah. Um, yes, right. There can be only one. There can be only one. I liked her. I thought the little girl who played her was quite good. Yeah, she was fun. Yeah. I, she was quite fun, that kid. I would enjoy this movie if the only scenes that were allowed to stay in it were scenes that had women in them. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, because um, Helen Mirren is having so much fun yes. in the in the jail. She is. And she was great. Um Vanessa Kirby definitely helped like calm down the uh, dick swinging Ugh. between mm. The Rock and, and Statham. So if she was in a scene, it was less, mm. which was good. So, yeah, oh, oh, you're only allowed to keep scenes with women in them. And it would cut out the whole final freaking fight, except for the bits that revolve around her. Yeah, no, I really thought, because Idris Elba is ha- also having a great deal of fun as the villain here. Yeah, but I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. Well, he has, the thing is, the Rock and Jason Statham both came into this franchise as villains, right? And no, all of them did. Rock, Jason Statham, and Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I just they actually feel like they belong together in a way. But it, it also, well, antagonists. The yeah. Rock wasn't really a villain. No, he was a cop. So, but he like obviously Elba wants to do this thing, and he's having lots of fun. The character that they gave him, but it wasn't great. But I do feel like the three of them had quite a good chemistry together. I think there was at one point where you were like, make out to Elba and somebody. So. Yes. Yeah. I, but I just said that a lot about, like, I said that about five times about The Rock and Statham. And then, uh, yeah, once about the, the them and El- Idris Elba mm. towards the end of the movie. Um, because they did like a, a, you know, when they had their like, I'm not going to kill you. Mm. I think mm. that was the moment where I was like, yeah, make out with him instead. Um, any Anything to just make this movie a little spicier would have been really nice. Yeah. But Idris Elba's character was so boring. Mm. Like he was – the only times that he ever really – when he started making a speech, mm. you sort of saw some fire, you know, in yeah. him. And, you know, he's using his Heimdall eyes for evil. <laughs> but it, the character's really boring. Yeah. Also, the moment I also said the moment that that um, he and Shaw saw each other again when they like were eyeing each other and they oh, were like, they definitely I was dated. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. That, I was like, I oh, that was it. That was it. And well, I mean, the the way they talk to each other again, it's that action movie thing of there's so few women in the world that all all interactions become really homoerotic. Yeah, because all all important relationships happen between other men. Yeah, they but they really. They acted like exes. Mm. Like, that was so heavy with um, tension. Mm -hmm. I Okay, was I the only person who thought during that opening sequence that the thing that she'd injected into herself was the super soldier? Serum, yeah. Serum, and she was going to be super soldier as well? Yeah, I thought that was was where they were going to go with that, but they didn't. That would have been much more exciting. Yeah, (laughs) well, it would have, yeah. The virus MacGuffin is like... It feels a bit silly. Like, it's all very convenient as well. Like, mm-hmm. we've got 48 hours. Which, which like, he, um, Eddie Marson said that he had designed it as a um, 
to immunizations, right? Yeah. To like but like, why things. would you insert immunize like inject people with immunizations that take forty eight hours to like dissolve and start being effective? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe uh, vaccines do take a little bit of time to start being effective. I don't no, know. No, but he puts them in ca- – like, it, it's delivered in capsules into the blood, and then the capsules dissolve. Yeah, and, and then it takes it's 48 released, hours, right? So, yeah, I, it's and all that, very convenient. Because that's how they can suck it out of her before the – Anyway, it's all very convenient, and she's completely asymptomatic for the entire movie. Well, because of the – so it's all yeah. in these little capsules, so yeah. it can't interact with anything. Until, until the capsule, we see yeah. them in in her bloodstream later. Mm. Until the capsules dissolve, and then it becomes like the airborne virus, right? But like, if you're delivering somebody a vaccine, there's no reason to deliver it to them in capsules that no, will then dissolve. Then dissolve like, it's, it's a really silly method. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's completely no, it illogical. Doesn't. Which is why it would have been fun if she yeah tried to become a super soldier. Yeah, with his super bike. Mm. And th- and three borderline identical henchmen are here, but I don't remember them coming back that, ever. Yeah, that bike was pretty funny though. Like I, I did like the way they made that a character of its own. Yeah, yeah, the bike, the bike scene. Every single bike trick made me think. Oh, they watched Winter Soldier and liked that trick that Bucky did with the bike in that, mm-hmm. and wanted to make all of his chase scenes that. <laughs> Yeah. Like as much as they could do with that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, because there were so many bits that just reminded me so much of that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, in that opening montage as well, there was that teal and orange color scheme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very obvious to me. Yep. Um, I the mean, it was being obvious, orange and, and Jason Statham being teal. Yeah. Until they swapped. Yeah. But it was, it was, uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, honestly, I've covered almost all my lines here. Uh, um, oh, there's, there was a cool, um, Again, Vanessa Kirby, uh, her whoever her stunt person was, did some cool like riding on the front of the car stunts, which we've talked about that before. That's a really hard stunt to do, and not many women, not many stunt women do it. Um, so, but who knows? These movies they probably wigging. But there's um she um when they're falling, she's holding on to the thing, and her feet go through the front, and mm-hmm. I'm like, why? <laughs> like that that doesn't necessarily have to happen. She'd have to like pull her legs out from she, under the thing and put them through yeah, the I know. front she'd window. She braced and... herself against the, against the dashboard. It was all very – I mean, we all we know the physics in these movies is – well, physics. One of my notes is physics, I don't know her. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and another one just that I've just found is rope burn and physics are no match for Hobbes. Mm-hmm. So – that yeah. was my. That was also where I wrote my first walk it off line, yeah. um, of which I wrote, I think at least three because oh, okay. every time they go, they definitely die. I just write walk it off in that my notes. Helicopter crash at the end reminded me actually of the last Mission Impossible movie where there's a really stupid helicopter crash at the end, which everyone would be dead from. Yeah, there's, there's several times in the last Mission Impossible movie as well. There's like a. A, a car crash mm. that Simon Pegg and Tom Cruise are yeah. in that you're like, you are dead. Yeah, this one too. There's some really stupid crashes and yeah. things. You just or say, I just write, walk it off every time in my notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, they're fine. Walk it off. They'll be fine. Yeah. You can just walk off that helicopter crash that definitely killed all of you. One thing I did think was interesting though, when they're running, racing through London, um, they do, uh, when they jump out of the building and that thing, they do a whole lot of stuff that like in normal life would be interpreted as a terrorist attack. Like they shoot um, they bring out, they shoot a lot of people, and then they drive the car on um, sidewalks. And I thought that was really interesting because then they do. There is a bit later on when um, Idris Elba's people spin the story to be that Hobbs and Shaw are the bad guys by saying they can they had a ter- did a terrorist attack in London. I was like, yeah, maybe it's time you acknowledge that because the some of the violence that they actually like show is sort of like standard action movie fare. But I'm also like, well, this stuff when it, when it happens in real life is just horrifying. No, look. 
in these universe, in this universe, not only can you only have one daughter per um, family, but also all office buildings, buses, and cars are driverless with no people in them. Mm-hmm. That's 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 how these movies work. Because you always see in the Fast and Furious movies like crazy things happening, and absolutely nobody gets hurt. Um, the massive driverless car thing that happened in the last one, yep, um, that where Charlize Theron was controlling all of the cars. Yeah, and they all came out of the yeah, yeah. parking lot. Or not car- driverless cars, but she controlled all of them and mm. some there were drivers in a lot of those cars that were freaking out the safe stealing where they had the safe between the two cars mm. um in oh, one yeah. of the movies and it was flinging around all over the place and they were like dragging the safes yep. and they're, they're destroying massive amounts of property in mm. those completely fine no problem like the, yeah there's they do this sort of stuff all the time in these movies this is yeah, hardly no, it's ridiculous in fact this the you know the level of actual like um, collateral damage in this movie is surprisingly low. Yeah, considering. Yeah. It's really only that London part mm. because the whole rest of the movie takes place either like all of the stuff that happens either at the Etion factory or in Samoa where everybody's in on it. Mm-hmm. Like they're all, they've all, you know, agreed to do it. Yeah. Um, there are two bits that, a few bits that did make me laugh. One of them was um, Eddie Marson's line, I'm a two times Nobel Prize winner, but who's counting? Yeah, yeah. Made me laugh. And so did, um, the Franz Gruber reference. Yes. That was funny. Yes, unlike some of the other really like childish names that they give each other, yeah. which are not as funny as you think you are. No. Oh, although I did think Fun Sponge was funny. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Again, just take out the bits that aren't funny. Shoot them yeah. and then go, those don't work. Take Pick them out. Pick the good lines and you know, stop making the movie so long. Um, it could be easily two hours or Vanessa less. Kirby is covered in bruises. Mm. Jason Statham and The Rock untouched. Um, yeah. They put disguises on to get on the plane and then take them off as soon as they're on yeah, the plane. Yeah, she pulls that wig off straight and away. He takes the the Rock takes the moustache off straight away, and and um, Satham takes off the glasses and beanie. And you're like, there's other people on the plane; they can see you, including an air marshal. Like seriously, <laughs> oh, guys, God, um, you got to match your passport photo at least a little. Yeah, that the main, bit that made me laugh the most was that. Um, one of the credited helicopter pilots in the credits is Brian Reynolds. That was funny. That too. was quite cute. Um, the um, the Rock's mum has a line that she calls him. She says, "Your skin and bones," which was very funny. That was funny. Um, and she, she's great. Well, yeah, she's like, "I'll throw this slipper at your head." Yeah, like she throws a thong at them more than once. Um, the shoe kind of thong, I should be clear. Yeah. Um. She no. Like exa- again, the women in this movie are great. Just yep. make a movie about them. Like I found most of the men in this movie really irritating, and all the women fantastic. Mm. So you know. Yeah. They're, they're clearly not writing terrible female characters. They're just writing annoying things around them. Like yeah. the way that they treat them in the movies is really badly. Yes. Um, there's a callback to the actual Fast and Furious movies with those boosts. Yep, yep. The uh, nitrous and then the also uh, sliding under the truck, which then Idris Elba's weird motorbike shows off what it can do. Um, and when The Rock um, pulled the Captain America with that, with the chopper, yeah. like holding on to it. And I'm like, yeah, this is why, I mean, nobody believes in super, like that the Idris Elba can beat The Rock anyway, because he's already a super soldier. Exactly. It doesn't, you know, there's, he's already a superhero. Yeah. And uh, also is that final battle, like their, their final fight, is it cool? Because it looks silly. The slow-mo yeah. wet t-shirts. No, I found that annoying again. Like, like I get yeah. what they were trying to do, but it was also – it was at the end of a very long movie and it was – yeah. We but it's also it. not cool. Yeah. Like it's just not cool. No. Um, and then the, the, the bad guy in these movies um, says to Hobbs as a disembodied, um, distorted voice through a helicopter – 
you don't remember me, do you? And I'm like, what the fuck is he supposed to remember? Ah, yes, I remember that other time that I spoke to a distorted, disembodied voice through a helicopter. That must be the same person. Of course he doesn't. No, no. It's stupid. (laughs) That whole disembodied voice thing was really, really stupid. But you don't remember me. No, none of us do. How can you possibly remember this this person? You don't know who he's hiding his identity. Mm. (laughs) Like... He's not going to be able to put that with a memory. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Um, and they also both want to have the last word in every fight oh, too, which is so, so annoying. These men's egos is ridiculous. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's three mid-credit scenes and one po- – well, actually several mid-credit scenes because there's a mm. montage thing. Yeah. And then three mid-credit scenes and a post-credit and a post- scene. It's, yeah. It's all too much. They're like they, – they recognize this is their superhero franchise, but they have gone way too far over. Yeah. So what are you going to give Hobbs and Shaw? <sighs> like I guess I'm giving it three stars because it is still like fun enough to watch, but it is also not not nearly as much fun as some of these movies used to be. I'm going to give it two and a half stars. And that's – that. like all of those two and a half stars are just earned by women. Yeah. I just don't think the men – no. We're doing enough to earn stars in this movie. They, The Rock was, like, playing against everything that makes him interesting and good. Yeah. Statham was fine as long as he wasn't, you know, around The Rock. Yeah. And, but I still am mad at him about Hart. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. like, and fucking Kevin Hart, my God. Uh-huh. I'm kind of I'm, – I'm looking forward to the new Jumanji movie because it looks like he's might, he might actually have to act. Yeah. And I'm interested in seeing, seeing Kevin Hart. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested in seeing how that goes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will wrap up then. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.